Hello, ladies and germs. This is Tim Ferriss, and welcome to the brand new Tribe of Mentors podcast. For those who have no background on me, I'm an author, early stage investor in 50 plus companies like Facebook, Twitter, Uber, Alibaba, and many others, and the host of The Tim Ferriss Show, which is a long form podcast with more than 200 million downloads. Tribe of Mentors, this new gig, is an experimental podcast similar in flavor to The Tim Ferriss Show, but much shorter much more distilled. This is season one planned for 10 to 15 episodes. And instead of my usual two to four hour interviews, Tribe of Mentors packs a punch, or so it's intended, in say 10 to 30 minutes on average and delivers tools, habits, and lessons learned from world-class performers in every field you can imagine. So you can think of this as a caffeine jolt of not just inspiration, but also tactical advice that you can use. The Tribe of Mentors podcast is largely adapted from my new book of the same name, Tribe of Mentors, subtitled Short Life Advice from the Best in the World, which details the routines, habits, tools of more than 130 people who are the best at what they do, including elite athletes like Kelly Slater and Dara Torres, legendary coaches like Dan Gable, at least a dozen billionaires and iconic investors, co-founders of companies like Facebook, Twitter, Dropbox, Craigslist, and others, poker and cryptocurrency, phenoms, and many geniuses you've never, ever heard of. In some cases, those are my favorites. And you can learn all about Tribe of Mentors at tribeofmentors.com. That's the book. Or find it wherever books are sold. But let's get into the audio interview. My guest today is Veronica Belmont. You can find her on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Veronica. That's one hell of a handle. And learn about her work and her goings-on, projects and so on, at veronicabelmont.com. Veronica is a bot-obsessed product manager in San Francisco. She works for Growbot, helping to make sure employees get the recognition they deserve on their teams. She also helps to admin botwiki.org and botmakers.org, a huge community of bot creators and enthusiasts. As a writer, producer, and speaker, her primary goal has been to educate audiences of all types about how technology can enhance their lives. Through the years, her love of innovation has led to advising many startups on product, communications, and marketing, including Goodreads, which was acquired by Amazon, About.me, which was acquired by AOL, Daily Drip, Soundtracking, acquired by Rhapsody, Milk, acquired by Google, We Game, acquired by Tagged, Forge, Chick CEO, and more. She's also a podcaster and hosts IRL for Mozilla and Sword and Laser. So without further ado, please enjoy the wisdom of Veronica Belmont. What is the book or books that you've given most as a gift and why? Or what are one to three books that have greatly influenced your life? For me, 10% Happier, How I Tamed the Voice in My Head, Reduced Stress Without Losing My Edge, and Found Self-Help That Actually Works, A True Story by Dan Harris, is a book that I've recommended to a ton of people throughout the years. Uh, For me, uh, mindfulness and meditation was always something that other people do. But Dan's experience of of suffering from anxiety and panic attacks, especially on camera, which used to be my career, struck home in a major way. Uh, Plus, since he comes to it from the perspective of a skeptic, as the title alludes, I wasn't really worried that I was going to be sold some new agey mumbo jumbo or, or 
that I was going to be recruited into some mindfulness cult or whatever. It's just a really great way to take stock of your thoughts and your mood. And as someone who works in technology and, and feels constantly inundated with notifications and messages and, and tweets and Facebook posts and all these things that we deal, deal with from day to day, being able to just stop and, and sit on my little meditation pillow, yes, I bought a meditation pillow on Amazon, it's just a, a super awesome way to collect my thoughts and, and center myself and, and take a mini brain vacation, really. What purchase of $100 or less has most positively impacted your life in the last six months or in recent memory, let's say? This one was actually really hard for me to answer. Um, I, I recently switched to drugstore shampoo and conditioner, um, which sounds bizarre, but it's weird. As, as a woman, I feel like we're always struggling to find like that next big solution to some kind of problem, you know, whatever, whatever this perceived problem is about us. Um, and for, for years for me, it was like, oh, I hate my hair. And so I would always spend like $25 a bottle for something fancy at Sephora or from a salon. And at the end of the day, a $4 bottle of Pantene works way better than a $25 bottle of, of something from Sephora. Just because something's more expensive doesn't make it naturally better for you or more impactful or more effective. It's just, it's all marketing, really. And and for me, that was a a realization I guess I finally had to come to. Veronica, what is an unusual habit or an absurd thing that you love? I love dogs. I love dogs. That in itself is not absurd. Um, but I take photos of dogs and post them to the dog spotting Facebook group. There are these incredibly elaborate rules that you have to follow. Um, for example, it has to be a previously unknown dog. You have to always try to uh, crop out the humans in the photo or maybe use a, a, a fun sticker on Facebook to cover up their faces. You have to beware of low-hanging fruit dogs. Uh, that would be a photo of a dog taken in a place where seeing a dog would be expected, like a dog park or a groomer's or something like that. Um, I actually find it weirdly cathartic, uh, so much so that I started at one point a mini podcast on Anchor.fm called Dogs I've Seen Today. Finding my bliss, what can I say? In the last five years, what have you become better at saying no to? Yeah, I have definitely uh, come to a an understanding that my downtime is just as valuable as my uptime. And so now I have to schedule that accordingly. Uh, previously, if I saw a big chunk of free time on my calendar, it was really difficult for me to turn down projects or, or speaking engagements, you know, even one of those one-on-one -on -one coffee meetings that people love scheduling. Now I see that block of time and think, oh, that's that's my binge-watching Netflix time. Sorry, unavailable. It's actually really nice to just put a huge like two-hour chunk of time on your calendar that says busy, unavailable, uh, You know, especially on a work-shared calendar kind of situation because people just assume you're doing something really important and maybe you're just using that time to catch up on emails or, or I don't know, go have a cup of coffee at a cafe and, and write in your journal and clear your thoughts for a while. Maybe don't do that on work time, like if you're working full time, but for whatever other regular life stuff you're doing. How has a failure or apparent failure set you up for later success? Do you have a favorite failure? 
of yours? This one is kind of tough to talk about. Um, my favorite failure, I guess, uh, was hosting the season six premiere of Game of Thrones for HBO. Uh, it was great outwardly. Um, but of course, I made the mistake of going online afterwards and reading the comments. Super bad idea. Um, I spent what should have been a, a really magical evening sitting in my hotel room, sobbing into the phone with my husband. Uh, but with that feeling, like, really came certainty. I had been casually thinking about making a career switch for the previous six months or so, but I was scared of trying to do something I'd never done before professionally. So sitting there in that hotel room, I thought, why am I spending my time doing something that consistently makes me miserable? Why not finally just take that chance? So I did. I, I stopped taking any freelance gigs. I, I wrapped up all of my, my video contracts and I spent all of my time learning about product management and, and figuring out where I'd best fit in. So overall, I mean, it was a horrible night, but it was also the impetus for something completely new and wonderful. And I, I don't know if I would have been able to really make that leap if I hadn't had such a, a horrible experience uh, that particular night. I, 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 I can almost see myself just having spent the next year waffling on that decision. Um, so it was nice to have that finality. If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why? So in my house, we've only ever had one house motto, one, one quote that really comes up time and time again, and that's, fuck you, pay me. And of course, this phrase has, has been floating around for a long time. Originally, it was in Goodfellas. Uh, Mike Montiero did an amazing talk about that for freelancers. And having been a freelancer for almost a decade, I've seen like every trick in the book when it comes to people trying to get work for free. You know, things like exposure or reaching new audience or having a great experience. They're all well and good, but at the end of the day, they're not going to pay the rent or put food on the table. You have to know your worth. What are bad recommendations that you hear in your profession or area of expertise? I think people assume that you have to weigh all feedback on your product, you know, whether that's a podcast or, or an app, whatever, equally. Uh, not all feedback is created equal, and, and not all ideas from your users are going to be good ones. Uh, taking too much stock in feedback can really change the vision for your own product, and, and suddenly it's not going to feel like yours anymore. What advice would you give to a smart, driven college student about to enter the real world? I've given this advice so many times throughout my career, it's, it's kind of ridiculous, but I, I think it still holds true for almost any kind of career path or, or project you're working on. Uh, don't wait until you get a job to do the thing you want to be doing. For, for most careers, showing that you have initiative by working on projects related to your future hopeful job is an amazing way to get a foot in the door. So for example, if you want to be a writer or a journalist, start keeping a blog that you update regularly, something that you can show them later that says, hey, I've been writing about this topic for the past year now. I'm an expert in this area. If you want to be an engineer or programmer, create and maintain a project on GitHub. GitHub is basically like the new resume. Anything that you can do, anything that you can point to on your LinkedIn that is screaming, hey, I'm passionate about this stuff is going to work. Last but not least, Veronica, when you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, what do you do? 
I always feel better after making a good list. Um, it's a lot more satisfying for me to have something written down on paper that I can then forcibly cross off when it's done. It gives me better focus on what I can get done in the short term, and it actually feels like a completed task in and of itself. Um, I've gotten really into bullet journaling recently, and that has become an amazing way of collecting my thoughts into different actual collections or making lists, uh, migrating things from the day before, putting them into the next day's work list. Uh, It's just an amazing way of visualizing all of the stuff that I want to save and, and work on for the immediate near term or for the future. If I'm feeling overwhelmed, uh, nothing is better than taking my dog out to the park. You know, walking, fresh air, seeing happy dogs. It always resets me in a really positive way. Um, Also, it's nice knowing that your dog will always love you no matter how stressed out you are. Hey guys, Tim Ferriss again. If you enjoyed this, just a little taste of this guest, then you will love Tribe of Mentors the book, subtitle, Short Life Advice from the Best in the World, which details the routines, habits, and tools of more than 130 people who are the best at what they do. And you can pick and choose. It is a choose-your-own-adventure buffet, but you have just about everyone imaginable. And you can find free chapters, the full list of mentors at tribeofmentors.com and wherever books are sold. So take a look, tribeofmentors.com.